Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Does Roman Reigns trust Sami Zayn? It would appear not, but we're here to discuss. I'm Tempest, and this is my House of the Black Mask partner. I forgot the uniform today. I'm not wearing black. But we are here in the first SmackDown podcast for our fine duo of 2023 to review SmackDown and think about what is going on with the bloodline, as we seem to do every week. Yes, we do. But I got a question. What time is it? What time is it? It's Sat E time on Sat E day. This is the house of the black mask or mask, depending where you're from. And look, I got my brother back. We're back again. He forgot to call it. He's in Canadian time. I sure am. Because in Canada, they dress quite friendly. It's a friendly outfit. It's a norm core outfit got on. And he's got a Green Bay Packer hat because Raw, um, SmackDown was in Green Bay. So he's going with the gimmick, with the theme, kind of like Braun Strowman's trainers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get right into it. Mm-hmm. SmackDown, the January 13th episode of SmackDown 2023. This show, we're going to, I guess, start with the main event because I don't think there were there was that much of importance on this show besides perhaps the opener, which we will get to shortly. Yes. The main event was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the 11 billionth time, but it doesn't matter because they will fight forever and I will watch it every single time and it'll be great absolutely every single time. Amen. Throughout this show, we had a number of little backstage bits. The first one was Sami Zayn going to the Bloodline locker room to try and come up with strategy with the Usos and Sola Sokoa, but only Paul Heyman was there and Paul Heyman told him, no, you know what? This is your night. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns wants to show you that he trusts you to get this done. Yes. No Usos. No solo. He wants you to do this by yourself. And you can see at the start, Sammy's like really conflicted and confused by this. But then as soon as he says like, oh, this is for Roman's approval. It's like, you know what? Yeah, Paul, I got this. I'm going to go and beat Kevin Owens. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And walks off and Paul's like, yeah, this guy. So Paul's not on board. Paul's not on board. This is a great backstage bit. And then later we had Kevin Owens about to do a backstage interview and Sammy walks in and they go back and forth. Kevin says, you know, they're using you. And Sammy says, no, they're not using me. Roman keeps hugging me in the ring. How many times do you need to see this? I'm like, oh my God, Sammy, they're going to kill you. And I'm going to, my heart's going to shatter this poor, poor man. He's in too deep. 
But he says that, Kevin, you could have just stayed on Raw, left all this alone, left me to do my thing. And Kevin says, no, the bloodline came to Raw. They were running their mouth. I didn't ask for this match. I didn't ask for the tag match with Cena. This is all your guys doing. So don't look at me. And they fight. They argue. They they get frustrated. And Sammy walks away. And I love that this didn't have like a go home line. Like it didn't feel like a promo. It felt very real. It felt like two people. Because the ending of it was just like them going like, okay fine then whatever yeah. and just kind of walking off it's like yeah all right just it felt very real which in contrast to another backstage promo that we'll get to later in this review was it was night and day and this was just excellent and so all of this led into the main event in which we got kevin owens versus Sami Zayn, and it was kevin owens and Sami Zayn. it was a really good match kevin owens offered a handshake at the start Sami didn't accept he hit a, a brain buster on the apron know, before. They beat the crap. They beat the. Listen, they beat the crap. They beat the crap out of each other. It was just. It's like, I'm like, oh, they're smacking the crap out of each other, just brawling all over the ring, and they're just doing suplexes on the, on the apron like it's nothing. It's just, it's a standard move for them now. When they wrestle each other, they got to do a brain buster on the apron, which is insane. One other bit that I want to bring up from this match, because I really, really laughed when I heard it, was Michael Cole very early on saying, it must kill Kevin Owens to have to do this, fight fight Sammy. Like, I, I, I give Michael Cole more flack than a lot of people, but it is because of crap like this. Because it's such a dumb thing to say. Like, I get it. Kevin Owens is the babyface in the story. Sami Zayn is the heel, whatever, weird tweener thing with the bloodline in this story. Mm. But are we supposed to forget that Kevin Owens' resting state is betraying Sami Zayn? And they fight every year? I think he'll be fine. No, but I I think in this current stage that Kevin Owens is in, he probably in some weird way thinks that he's kind of responsible for why Sami is latching onto the bloodline. So they're best friends, right? He's been a crappy best friend his whole life to his mate. So his mate finally is in this group, right? And he can tell. When a shark, a shark can tell another shark. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, dude, like, because I've always been crap to you, probably never hugged you enough or told you you're great enough. And now you're with this group that's lying to you because I was never really there for you. I was powerbombing you in aprons. They haven't powerbombed you in aprons. So that criteria means they're better than me. So he's always been a crappy friend. So he kind of feels like he's responsible for why Sammy's naive to any sort of niceties that's, uh, that's coming his way because he's had a crap friend called Kevin Owens that's always beating him up so he feels like it's my I'm responsible for why Sammy's like this so I do want to do some penance and trying to save him from that and probably not powerbomb him for a few years when we win the tag titles I can ready okay prediction spoilers so when KO and Sammy do lose the tag titles expect Kevin Owens to powerbomb him in the apron right 100% yeah Sammy Zayn is getting powerbombed in the apron by the end of 2023 I would almost guarantee or 2024 it. keep the title a bit longer like, uh, give, I, don't give I don't think it, I don't think it lasts that long Ooh, okay. I don't think it lasts that long but all regardless right. this match was fantastic they mm. exchanged like the, all the big moves the Sammy Zayn Kevin Owens moves you know what they are the blue Thunderbomb, half and half suplexes, big splash, Swanton Bomb, the Avalanche uh, Fisherman's Buster, and then Kevin uh, Kevin Owens gets hit with another. I really like this spot because early in the match, Sammy hits the the half and half suplex, and Kevin just pops up and hits a clothesline. Mm. Really good spot. It's the double down thing. Really good. And then later in the match, Sammy goes and hits another half and half suplex, and Kevin pops up again, goes to hit the lariat a second time, but Sammy ducks this time and hits another half and half suplex to set up the finish. Just 
Mm. Ah. Very simple stuff, but I love it. And they set up for the Haluva kick. And that is, I knew something was going on because they really hold the close up on Sami Zayn for like a long time. I was like, okay, I can hear the crowd doing stuff. So like someone's yeah. running in. There's you know? a ruckus bit. There's like a little booing then. Yeah. Oh no, something's about to happen. There's and a cacophony going on here. Yeah. And sure enough, the Usos and Solo Sokoa run in, attack Kevin Owens for the disqualification. Sami Zayn is like, what What are you guys doing? I, yeah. This was my job and I was doing it. Like what, what? What's the deal here? Mm-hmm. Roman Roman said he trusted me to do this. And so they beat up Kevin Owens. He tries to fight back a little bit, but Soloskoa hits him with the uh, Samoan spike, hits the running splash on the announce table to lay him out. Sammy kind of begrudgingly holds up the We The Ones as the show went off the air. But that was the bloodline on this show. And mm-hmm. now it leaves us in a very interesting place as we head towards the Royal Rumble, where now... Sami Zayn appears to be very confused, conflicted about what his role in the bloodline is, which is very interesting after the last couple of weeks. And now we've only got a little bit of time left before the Royal Rumble. What happens in the match with Kevin Owens? Are we going to get a Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi moment with with AJ Styles and, and all that where they look at each other? And there's there's something going on and Sami can make a decision whether to help Roman or or help. Or help Kevin, and and he freezes. And then just that amount of time allows somebody to recover and do something. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get. But this is very intriguing stuff. This was by far the highlight of the show to me. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the fact that Sami Zayn, even though like the bloodline was there and they came to help him, he himself had pride to prove himself to the tribal chief. He didn't want the help because he didn't want to feel like he's a hindrance or he's a weak link in the group because that's not how it's starting to appear now. Because, you know, Sami Zayn is also a paranoid conspiracy theorist. Let's not forget that. That's the part of his character. So it, it could be like Sami could be thinking to himself, hmm, if they can't trust me to finish this job, then they must think I, I'm weak. And then knowing Sami, Sami's the kind of guy that he likes to overcompensate. So he may try to overcompensate his loyalty to Roman, which may cost him or annoy Roman doing a Royal Rumble I could see Sammy thinking oh if I just if I just if I just hit Kevin Owens with this chair it's gonna and then I could probably see that he hits the chair on Roman by accident and giving that long two and a half count and Roman wins in the end but Roman still remembers you nearly cost me the title can you imagine that spot because we haven't had that like you have effed up now mm. sammy yes. you haven't had that moment mm-hmm. like they've had the little bits here and there where like they'll lose a match and they're arguing and then roman reigns comes out and they're all like uh, the boss is here but you haven't seen a mistake like that i feel yet. like i feel like it's coming i feel like sammy's gonna double down and trying to over ingratiate himself to the tribal chief that and that's gonna lead him being overzealous because roman doesn't like overzealousness he likes his space and he doesn't like people doing weird things and Sammy tends, Sammy is quirky and can be awkward as well. So it's going to lead to him doing something that's going to uh, annoy and piss off uh, uh, the tribal chief. But until then, we're going to continue seeing the development of the storyline, which is now starting to be the downfall of Sami Zayn because we've seen the peak. I think Survivor Series is the peak of him being in a group and yeah. him accepting him. But now we're going to see all, all the things uh, fall into place because his main, his main usage is to get to uh, Kevin Owens. And if he can't help them with that, then that's when they're going to annihilate him uh 
you know, uh, I'm about to say casino, but Goodfellas style. <laughs> it's also casino. He's Joe Pecci, yeah. basically. Either way, he's Joe Pecci. He's going to get it either way. Well, so. that's the thing, right? Well, Roman likes people who follow orders. Mm-hmm. They, they don't think for themselves. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, if you start doing that, even if it's for the benefit of the bloodline, then you're stepping out of line a little bit. Yeah, I can say I got an idea, and then it's because again he wants to. He thinks initiative is how to get far in the bloodline when it's not. It's being subservient. Yeah, that's what Roman needs, and then Sammy knows. But it's like Sammy thinks he knows. It's kind of like playing a character. Oh, this is what we do here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the boss. You're the boss. But my mind is like. I can think of a way to improve the bloodline. This is how we could do things. And that's what's going to get him in trouble. He thinks too much. Yeah. You think too much. <laughs> you never shut up. I said you think too much. <laughs> it uh, it was a good match. That was the thing. It's like this was not close to the best match that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have had together. But no. it was still like, oh, there's the best match on the show. Is there's t- the is best it, thing. It's a TV match. I don't yeah. know. You know what? Is it, For me, it's almost a close draw between the Gunter and Braun match because that was really good because we're going to get to it eventually. But yeah, those were two standout matches. Yeah. If, 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 I feel like it helped book, bookend the show, even though it wasn't uh, memorable per se, but you had a lot of development in certain areas, especially in other areas and Rey Mysterio and Karen Cross we'll get to later on. But yeah, I, I like both matched the start off and, yeah. and finished the show. The start and the end of the show were definitely the highlights of it. Mm-hmm. This uh, this match in particular, they they sacrificed match quality with the finish and everything, mm-hmm. but it was a situation where obviously this DQ finish is not just, ah, we can't think of a winner DQ. It's no, this plays into the storyline and therefore is an effective finish. So well, it also, makes the match maybe not like better because I'm sure a great match with an awesome finish would have, would help too, but it's just as good to me. You know, we were talking about a few weeks ago, like who's going to win a match. Is it Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn? Kevin Owens is stay, uh, stay strong for a rumble and Sami Zayn is earmarked to fight Roman Reigns next month. So he can't really look uh, weak either, even though Sami's lost a lot of matches mm-hmm. until he became part of the bloodline and it started to, build him up again but I'm happy that this is one of those instances where a, a non-finish actually helps uh, uh, propel storyline so I'm happy that Sami Zayn didn't lose and Kevin Owens didn't lose either so I am indeed looking forward to what's happening next yeah so we will see what happens with the bloodline as we continue onward towards the Royal Rumble This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But for now, we will get into the rest of this SmackDown review because we started with a match that I held my breath watching the I entire didn't. time. I had faith. Hey, faith. Hey, had faith. I don't believe no reports about nothing right now. I, I This was a match that was going to tell me who was in charge. Really? <laughs> this was a match where I was like, oh, if this title changes, I don't know if I believe yes. in reports yes. anymore. Mm-hmm. But thankfully... Thankfully, I feel like a thousand pound weight has been lifted off my chest. Funny you say that before you be- uh, begin. The two guys wrestling each other are known for being incredibly shrinking men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So imagine Walter, for these instances, Walter, 300 something pound man uh, against Braun Strowman from the Wyatt family. Too big, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I was watching them too, damn, these, these are great examples of two guys that are going to great shape. Gunter and Bray, and, and, and I say Bray, Braun Strowman are two guys that have lost weight from how they were when they initially came into the WWE and how they are now. So kudos to two guys that are, are called the two incredibly shrinking men. But imagine in their original form, wrestling each other. <laughs> a whole lot of chopping, a whole lot of meat, beef. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of a that would be a lot of beef, beef right that would be like 500 pounds with, between 600 pounds between both of them they're both 300 mm, pounds right, 700 more, like, 700 yeah yeah, yeah. it was like 400 yeah you're right yes yes, yes so two guys that were huge like imagine them in original shape they're in healthy shape now but imagine just put your mind back Ooh, that could have been a big fight right there. It would have been a hell of a hoss fight. Match probably would have sucked because Braun Strowman wasn't very good at the <laughs> Back time. Back then, but, true. Yeah. But at this point, thankfully, it's a lot better. Now, this match was interesting because, yes, Walter defends his Intercontinental Championship against Braun Strowman. This is the one that they've kind of actually been building to since the start of the SmackDown World Cup. Mm-hmm. It was like the SmackDown World Cup was to get Ricochet a title shot, but also Braun Strowman a title shot, which I guess is a good way of doing it and building multiple contenders at the same time. But it did kind of feel like, well, this is the actual match they're trying to get to. Whatever. All things considered. This match, uh, I thought the early portions of it were a little bit slow, a little bit maybe, I, I don't know I would say weak, but 
the sense that Walter got the advantage by attacking Strowman's injured arm, and then there was a lot of, like, just working, like, methodically working over the arm. You gotta stretch the arm, and you gotta wrench the arm, and it... I don't think selling a body part is Braun Strowman's strength. He's never had As to. a performer, <laughs> yeah. Like, this was a match where he had to sell, mm -hmm. and we've seen him go up against other giants to this point. Like, his match with Amos was just a few months ago and everything, and that was not good by any means, but it was kind of like this. You liked it. This was like, that was a, a Titan versus Titan type match. Like, you know, the two boulders are, are rolling into each other and bang. And that's one thing. I think this match could have also been that, but they went with the injury got to sell uh, format and formula for this, which I don't know if it worked as well in my mind as it could have if it was just two huge hosses running into each other. But that being said, it did get there by the end for me. It was still a good match, good opener. It did get there because they went back and forth. As soon as they started hitting and kicking out of big moves and getting into near falls and stuff, then this is where the, the match was really starting to get going because they were exchanging really hard chops. They were exchanging really hard lariats. Mm -hmm. And Braun, at one point, his spine buster on poor Walter and then proceeded to lit put every ounce of his weight on the man like there was not one part of Braun Strowman that was touching the mat when he was pinning Walter he was just like floating on him I can't imagine that I can't imagine like that would be the finish I wouldn't kick out of that Braun Strowman is really? legit just like all 350 pounds of Braun Strowman are just legit dead weighting me no not 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 a fan of that but Walter is a stronger man than than I newsflash and eventually Despite hitting a big lariat that wasn't the finish, and then the big splash, which wasn't the finish, Braun Strowman goes up to the top rope to try and hit a superplex, and Walter wrenches his arm, slips out, and hits his powerbomb. It's his powerbomb. It wasn't a great powerbomb, but I think that's just because Braun Strowman's probably never taken a powerbomb before. No, he doesn't, know why, he doesn't know why taking a powerbomb is. He, kn he yeah. knows how to give it, but he doesn't have to take it. Yeah, it, it was a deal where like, I've seen this in powerbombs a lot, where... You kind of try and land on your feet a little bit before you land on the rest of you, and that's mm. just not how the move is supposed to work. But regardless, he hits the power bomb and gets the win, and that hopefully will be the end of Walter and Braun Strowman. And I can look forward to whoever the possible future challengers for this title could be. Because I mean, Imperium ran in here, but I liken this spot, this run-in spot, with the spot from AEW Dynamite that we also praised uh, a month ago during the uh, Hikaru Shida-Jamie Hayter match, yeah. where Britt Baker and Rebel get involved, and then Hikaru Shida fights off the interference, gets hit with a move, kicks out, and then you go to the finish. So it mm. doesn't feel like this interference has actually made, made it so... Yeah. yeah, it's like they're cheating, they're bad guys, it's in their mind to be underhanded, but it doesn't detract from Walter's win like he needed help mm. it I think it helped a lot with the presentation of this match and now I really do just hope that we can move on well it may be that Imperium gonna uh, have a, a continued rivalry with Ricochet and Braun I think they're, like, they're gonna make Braun and Ricochet a team for a little bit a little Rob Van Dam Kane for you a little oh. X-Park and Kane for you that kind of dynamic oh, but I, I 
I, I kind of beg to differ. I like the fact that the hand played a part into why uh, Braun lost in the first place because there's been a lot of negative backlash towards the build of the match, which has been Gunter, this ring general, this badass running away from Braun Strowman. And for me, I didn't mind the build because I really, I really knew, in my mind, I trusted that the outcome would be Gunter was going to win. They have to give Braun this little bit of shine or looking like this big intimidating monster in the process. But in the match, it was kind of like, can, uh, can Braun pass the test in a Gunter style match? This is a Gunter style match, which he's never done before. He's used to like doing power moves and dominating or, you know, being outsmarted in certain areas. But I like the fact that it was methodical, working on the arm. So that way you knew that if anything went wrong, because uh, a lot of uh, bronze offenses is using his arms, you know, the, the power slam or the power bomb. So if you take that arm out of the equation, that will weaken him to lose. So for me, that was a great story told there. And also I like the fact that he did a spy and buster in a match and it, it, some of the comebacks that he did. But I like, also like the fact that Gunter controlled most of the match. It was mostly a Gunter uh, a showcase and Braun had to work on selling and being slightly the underdog in the match, which he wasn't up until that match. That's kind of shocking because you haven't seen any instances where Gunter can take out Braun into this very match. Right? And I guess maybe all the weeks was Gunter thinking, how can I get this guy? How can I get this guy? And when the match came... He showed who was a true uh, giant in that match or the true badass in that match. So, yeah, for me, I, I, it was the best performance I've seen from Braun uh, since his match with Omos. He's been having decent matches since he's come back. Compared to his last run, I liked it. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinions. I, I'm of one. Is like, if it's not bad, it's good, better than you expect. That's a good job with me. And I feel like he did well in this match. And the match with Omos was decent. And it's Omos. They both did decent. Watch that match in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I don't think I will. But I, I, I agree with some. I disagree with others. Just because, like, this was a match that, again, was... Uh, I was also very worried because they were giving Strowman the real, like, hometown treatment. Is he, is he from? He's a, he lives in Green Bay. I'm about to say. He's from Green Bay. I, I, he's, a, he's a South guy. I mean, yeah. Not mid-South guy, but I right. he's a Southern boy. But he was like, he was, mm, got this. He was wearing the Green Bay Packer boots. They said, go pack, go. Before the match, uh, Michael Cole began saying that, like, Strum was dedicating this match or or something of that sort to, uh, to a young fan who had passed away in uh, a Green Bay parade a year ago right. and things like that. Mm. And... I'm sitting there and I was like, this is very touching, but it is making me worried. You know what I mean? No. I was like, they're laying it on thick. I know. And I like, uh, and it didn't end up happening, so all, all is well. It but... was Shawn Michaels beating British Bulldog with British Bulldog's six sister in the in the crowd kind of instance, yeah? That is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? That was yeah. tasteless. I don't know. I just thought the early portions of the match weren't as exciting as they could have been because of the way that they chose to do it. Mm. And it's like, you can sacrifice that to try and do something different, but that's just me. Just me, Nick. Nick also, also the only person that I, when that, when I hit Green Bay, Wisconsin, Mr. Kennedy, Green Mr. Anderson. Bay, Wisconsin. Exactly. Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson, that's for me. When I hear Green Bay, Wisconsin, that's what I think of. Not Braun Strowman. Not Braun Strowman. So, after this, we had the Sami Zayn backstage bit with Paul Heyman. And then we had Rey Mysterio coming out for an in-ring promo where he says that Dominic Mysterio stole Christmas. And, uh, yeah, that wasn't very nice of him. He said, no. it's like, as a, as a father, this breaks my heart. As a man, I'm sick of this S-word. And uh, he said he was going to enter the Royal Rumble. And... 
Cool. It's getting close. See, Rey Mysterio is going to reach that breaking point. He's going to smack Dominic, and then WrestleMania is going to happen. It's going to be Dominic versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's going to happen. Absolutely, it's going to happen. And then Rey Mysterio, being the loving dad that he is, he's going to, you know, lay down for his son, give him that WrestleMania moment. Yep. And in this this promo, uh, it's it's it, it is interesting seeing Rey get closer to his breaking point. Uh, and also, I wouldn't. Doubt at all that it happens in the Royal Rumble or Dominic eliminates Ray or something like that, or Dominic does something and Ray has to eliminate him, or there will be some I, sort of ro- I, Royal Rumble. I predict that Mysterio will eliminate Dominic because if Dominic going to win WrestleMania, they have to give Ray some sort of upper edge to push things forward. It's kind of like by eliminate Dominic, it's like, all right, now I want to match with you. You've now humiliated me in Royal Rumble when you know I'm at my hottest as a, as a character. Yeah. So yeah, I can definitely see that happening. So he gets interrupted by Karrion Cross in his long entrance, and he comes down. He's dressed in his like suit and trench coat thing. I don't, I don't know what the look is exactly, but it's fine. He comes is better than his, his other one, and he comes down and he says that Ray, you won the Royal Rumble seventeen years ago. Everybody remembers that. But does your was this a happy memory for for Dominic? You probably weren't even there to know. Ooh. Ooh. You weren't, you weren't there for him, and. The 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 the, the go home line of this was a little bit funky, but Karrion Cross says something along the lines of, "Well, Ray, are you more disappointed in in Dominic for uh, growing up to be, you know, nothing like you, or are you mad at yourself for not teaching your son to grow up to be nothing?" Like you said, the exact same thing kind of twice, mm. uh, but it was enough to get Ray riled uh, up, riled up to the point where he was going to jump him. And they had a little brawl, and Ray sets up for the 619, and Scarlet trips him, and Cross puts him in the Cross jacket, puts him out, and I guess uh, they're going to do this match in a couple weeks. I'm shocked he's not even at the Rumble show. There's, there's so many uh, feuds they've been setting up. Even uh, the Bangor Brothers versus the Viking Raiders, oh, that was going to be in a, in a tournament, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, I like Karrion Cross's uh, presentation recently. I, I liked how it's more direct, less spooky. He's, he's, he's cutting a promo, and he's really good at cutting promos. And someone did make a joke. He looks like a, 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 a detective in a spin-off of Law & Order, which made me laugh. <laughs> yes. It does. <laughs> yeah. But his whole entire presentation recently has been slightly better and I, I'm and I'm feel like I'm getting on board and they're finally figuring out how they want to book him because it doesn't help when uh, when you got characters slightly mystical and then you got another character who's known for being mystical as well and they do the greater van so with Bray Wyatt being around it's quite hard to to shine in your spooky iteration of, of a character as well so they've kind of I feel like they're doing less of that yes they have red lighting but they're doing more uh, reality based he's just this even like when Michael Cole said he's this violent psychopath so they're leading more into the psychological edge instead of the spooky edge the spooky part is more uh scarlet nowadays Mm -hmm. it's it's just funny to me with and this goes for like a lot of characters uh in in wrestling a lot of the time Mm -hmm. but i always get back to what's the motivation and everything and when i look at carrying cross right now it's like well what do you want like what what are you what are you what's the goal here what is your goal what are you trying to accomplish and if they just let me know that i think i would be a lot more on board with it and it is tough because he has said at times like oh let roman know that i'm waiting waiting for him i don't know if we're ever gonna get to that match but it may be cody and carrying cross that might be a a decent feud or are are you ready for them breaking into cody's house and brandy getting involved (laughs) who told you's open mic night (laughs) mic open mic night B word with your tarot cards. I want to see that promo exchange. Yeah. 
I can see you loving it. Look at that. He's excited. Look at him. He's excited. Tempest, stop your excitement. You're right. I'll, I'll rein it in. I'll rein it in. Yeah, this promo was fine. It was, you know, pretty standard stuff. Someone coming out saying they're in the Royal Rumble. They get jumped. They get laid out. Fine enough. They built to their next match. Good stuff. Uh, Liv Morgan is backstage talking with Maxine Dupree and Emma. And boy, did this backstage promo not do it for me because what this, part? What part? What part? Oh, I'll get to the part. There, there, were, <laughs> there were a few parts. There were a few parts of this. You know how I was saying that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn felt very natural talking mm-hmm. to one another, and mm-hmm. the verbiage was excellent. Yeah. This uh, this backstage promo was the opposite because Maxine Dupree and Emma are telling Liv Morgan that she's stupid for entering the Royal Rumble at number one. Like, why would you do this? And she's crazy. And Raquel walks in some horribly scripted dialogue saying, well, you know, Liv, I really think you've got the fighting spirit to fight 29 other women, but wouldn't it be a better strategy to enter at number 30? No! You think? I also didn't know that it was a strategy to choose your number in the Royal Rumble. I don't think that's how that works. Maybe they've changed things. In if, kayfabe, if maybe Charlotte, it's just... If Charlotte entered, she'd be number 30. She'd yeah. say, I declare I'm number 30, and they'll give it to her. Listen. Yes, listen. I'm listening. Listen. Listen. I don't know. Things have changed. Because it's it's probably been a few years since we saw the little, uh, like, the, the Tumblr thing mm, in the back. Mm. With all, do, oh, I missed it. Like, Good old days. Every, like few years, they would do a, a skit of mm-hmm. people walking up and... and taking their number and and whatnot and they haven't done that for a bit maybe they have changed things since then but this was so dumb like as if everybody is just like hmm what number should i enter from it's i think it's the vincism that's carried over which i'm a bit disappointed in it is like last year it jumped the shark when people just say i declare myself in a royal rumble and you had certain wrestlers couldn't declare so i don't yeah. i don't like i don't like it it's like is is royal rumble can you declare to be in a royal rumble or do you have to qualify why can some declare and some have to qualify okay i don't mind if it's like main event is can declare like Bobby Lashley can declare because he's a former WWE champion. But you get people that have not been reached that level declaring, and then you got someone like Sonya Deville like, "Well, you saying I have to go into the Royal Rumble to in order to do this?" And then Adam Pearce like, "Yeah, but that that she not have to qualify to get in the Rumble, can she?" That's that's the yeah. thing. I, I'll give you that. Usually, I don't like to you know rag on things, but you're right in that instance where there's a lack of consistency in in what the Royal Rumble is or how to qualify because you have, you have qualifying matches, then you sometimes you don't find out to the actual day what number you are and if they're going to do it beforehand, at least, like you said, use the Tumblr. I think that'll be more mm-hmm. exciting doing Tumblrs and seeing people's reaction. Like, ah, oh, that's the number I got. Oh, ah, oh, that's the number I got. Or if Liv Morgan had to do a match where if she won, she is number one. That, that would be more entertaining that she actually fights for the number one uh, entrant spot. Yeah, I mean, like, there are some instances of this where it's like, yeah, I think it's fine if somebody gets assigned the number one entry or declares like i want to prove myself i'm gonna enter at number one and the and the person in charge can be like all right if you mm-hmm. want to that's mm-hmm. not an advantage so mm-hmm. here you go you can do that if you want yeah but this was a really dumb promo to me and then we got uh Ra- raquel was like i'm so excited for my first royal rumble and and live live slapped her I know. She's, she she, she said, was like, I got my notes on my palm and then slapped the S word out of her. She pimp slapped her. Just, she got pimp slapped. <laughs> this was in, she's 
she got her good and saying like uh Raquel said I'm tired of everybody forgetting that I'm the biggest and No, she's forgotten. You smiled too much. You never <laughs> shut up. I say you smiled too much and you never frown <laughs> on the main roster. But yeah, I'm about and to yeah. say this is back to I think the issue is I like the new Liv Morgan because she finally has motivation and you finally figure what her character is. How they used to book her before, which was the crybaby baby face that never wins anything. That's why people started to kind of boo her because it was it was just a bit too much. Now she's like this Spike Dudley-esque. I'm a small person, but I'm tough. I got a big heart and I will fight anyone. That for me is good because you don't really have a woman's character that has that. So it makes it kind of unique in that respect. She's a she's on a you know one of the smaller sized women on the main roster and she's tough she likes to use tables in the beginning it was a bit forced because they were force feeding us this gimmick change look guys she's now extreme it's extreme she's now wacky <laughs> I don't mind the change it's just the force feeding of the, wow Liv why would you want to be number one like, let her be number one you should why are you upset no- about it? Yeah, guys. All of them. And even Emma. You're meant to be a baby face. You lost last week to Scarlett. Go and smack her. But yeah, and then Maxine. You need more airtime with maximum male models. We want to see that. But yeah, they should stay out of Liv's um, uh, situation. So I don't blame her slapping Raquel. Because Raquel, you should be crying the fact that your arm's slightly better, but you're not champion. There's so many people got, you're right, people got their uh, priorities wrong. Mm-hmm, mm. Indeed. You know, and they say, let's have a match. And I wish they didn't. Because we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, after that, we had Tegan Knox taking on Zia Lee. Oh, Zia Lee looked nice. This, uh, I didn't think this match was very good. It was not very long. Uh, it was, at times, I felt like they were wrestling underwater, in slow motion, perhaps. Um, God, there was no heat to this. Like, the fans did not care whatsoever. And I can't blame them because it's like what we said when they did the unmasking bit with with Zia Lee. It's like, well, yeah, you put her under a mask because if you just did that, no one would care. And then they had the match and no one cared. Like, maybe you don't do that, that angle then. Because if they don't even count along with the three, you know that they're not into it. And Tegan hit the shiniest wizard and just won in a few minutes. And that was kind of it. It's kind of sad. Uh is because she's not over because she wasn't in the main she wasn't on the main roster for for that long to have some sort of nostalgia for her she wasn't even on nxt very often because of how often she was hurt yeah so she needs to re-establish herself and zia lee's one of those wrestlers unfortunately like zia lee's here this week that means she's she's a reoccurring character on the show I, i think she's not there often if they built her up a bit more you got you got a wrestler who has flip flop between heel and face so people don't really know. She's meant to be a protector, but she's not protecting anyone. She's not even protecting herself. And then you got a wrestler that's come back recently that you still don't know. You're still getting used to. So it is the SmackDown side of things. It is kind of, they need to figure it out. Yeah. They've got great talent. It's just how they're booking them and how the storylines are doing is just haven't been hitting. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's a shame, but I, I didn't think this was very good. Uh, Valhalla cut an ominous Viking promo, and then Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are backstage with Adam Pierce. And this was a very cute promo. This is a very cute promo. Ah, 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 look at these chops. Oh, such a cute. Ah, such a cute promo. So, Drew, they're disagreeing on who they want to beat up first, which 
Yeah, that sounds like an argument that these two lads would have. And Drew wanted to fight the Viking Raiders. Seamus wanted another shot at the Usos. And they're just, just oh, they're just jumping each other. Oh, no, you gotta calm down. We're trying to figure things out. We're trying to figure this out. You gotta calm down. I'm, oh, I'm uh, trying to. Uh, uh. And they start getting really worked up. And Adam Pierce is like, all right, all right, all right, calm down, calm down, calm down. I have a way to make this better for both of you. We're gonna have a tag tournament. Another tournament. Yay. Yes. Adam will be thrilled. Another tournament for a shot at the Tag Team Championship. And next week, the first match in the tournament is going to be the Banger Bros. Hell of a name. Al the almost stealing it from uh, Davey Bang. And, uh, and, and and damn it, I forgot the other one. Bless uh, your the wholesomeness. Because me, me and Pete talked about the, the Bang Bros and the Bang Bus. They need a Banger Bus. Yeah, Seamus tweeted about the banger bus and stuff. But yeah. no, shout out to Indie Wrestling. Shout out to the, the Bang Bros. Don't Google them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they were happy with this. And they smacked uh, Adam Pierce on the back real hard. And he said happy banger, with that banger after well. banger after banger. This was a very cute promo. I like this a lot. Bray Wyatt came out next and he uh, did his long entrance, went into the ring, and there was a rocking chair. Is this supposed to be the same rocking chair? Is this yeah, rocking? Allegedly. Didn't that one get broken like three times? It's a magical rocking chair. I was about to say, how many, of these, how many of these are haunted? Are they all haunted? They are. It reinvents itself. Sister Abigail is now a chair. Yeah, possessing a chair. <laughs> um, yeah, this was shorter than uh, a lot of the other Bray Wyatt promos we've gotten of late. There wasn't like an interruption from Uncle Howdy or LA Knight or anything like that. He did just kind of like come in, get to his point and then be done. That's good. I don't know if we've seen Bray Wyatt get Since to his promo. point. <laughs> yeah, like that. that's that's different. Uh, yeah, he just kind of says that, uh, you know, you, you, you forget who you are and he is Uncle Howdy and Uncle Howdy is him. I don't know if he means that exactly literally because you know physical beings being different mm -hmm. but he says that at the royal rumble la night should uh should run and okay i liked it because he says i'm the he, he mentioned things like he uh he's the eater of worlds yeah. which was uh, the cult it was a lot of callback stuff and he goes i'm the red in the sea of black and white what did the fiend like being bathed in? He liked being bathed in red. So that is a you know talking about yeah. the the fiend. And he goes, he's Uncle Howdy. I'm like, interesting. It's like I've never seen him be Uncle Howdy before. But then is that is that like a spiritual being? Is Maybe. Uncle Howdy internally in his soul? So and also when he when he says he's him, now for people that is is into you know esoteric things. Him is also an acronym for His Imperial Majesty. Feel free to Google that and you find out who His Imperial Majesty is. Is he calling himself the devil? Because it's him in, in, in exclamation, is it him in like, you know, H-I-M and it's in your face, it's bold. So is he calling himself the devil? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, as far as Bray Wyatt promos go, I thought this was one of his better ones since coming back just because it was kind of like succinct. It was, you know... It was, it was tight. It didn't feel like he was rambly at all. He got to his point, made his point, moved on. That was good. The only problem to, I think with this is, is like, I don't really, I'm not currently looking forward to the match at the Rumble because I don't know what it is. I think once it starts, I am then kind of more willing to be like, okay, let's see what this is. Oh, okay. It's not, not a ridiculous idea. And then we watch it and it's fine. And you know. I'm willing to give it a chance, but mm -hmm. at the time when I just hear the the pitch black Mountain Dew match or whatever, it's Mountain Dew sponsored. The, you're gonna sponsor Mountain Dew sponsor Ray Wyatt's match. The Mountain Dew pitch black match. 
I hear that and I go, okay, that sounds kind of dumb. So it makes me less interested in it going forward, but I will give it a chance when we get to that point. So it also sounds like at the Royal Rumble, we're going to get to the point of Bray Wyatt's return. He's been rehabbing his image, as he's saying, but I think we've been getting to another breaking point, which is the Bray Wyatt breaking point of being the reformed Bray Wyatt who doesn't want to be evil anymore. There's so much evil in his in his face, and then night is just this innocent, not innocent bystander. Is this bystander that's going to be uh, a victim of what we're about to see? I do feel like the Bray Wyatt we're meant to see going to WrestleMania might start being unleashed at Royal Rumble. That's very exciting, at the very least, because I feel like we have uh, we've said a lot that it feels like we've needed to get to the point, speed things yeah. up a little bit. This, of course, is the first first big show since Survivor Series, you know, so it would seem like this would be a good time to have a big character shift moment and then really kind of pick up the pace as we go towards uh, WrestleMania. So I have that to, to cross my fingers and hope for, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Also, do you think it's going to be Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? Yeah, probably. For the soul of Alexa Bliss. I'm not even paying attention to the whole Alexa <laughs> Bliss thing. I just, I'm just ignoring it over on Raw. Yeah, we only focus on SmackDown stuff. We only, Raw isn't <laughs> canon to me. Lol. <laughs> it's a completely different show. Yeah. So we then had uh, the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens backstage bit that we already talked about. Very good. We had Walter announcing that he is going to be entering the Royal Rumble match. And literally just hearing that, I was like, boy, the, the mental picture of Walter in a battle royal is strange. You know, it's mm -hmm. like he said, like uh, when he after the Survivor Series, uh, when he was part of the NXT team, mm. he was like, yeah, I don't like those matches. They're they're weird. They're not they're not an athletic competition between two competitors. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think this is going to be very weird optic thing for me, but very much looking forward to it. And he said it, and I was like, you know what, just have give me Roman Reigns and Walter at WrestleMania. It's not gonna it's happen. It's not gonna happen, but. I, I want to see Walter win it. I, I think potentially his next challenge is going to eliminate him at the Rumble. That's more obviously, like, that's honestly completely likely. That's how you do the Royal Rumble. Back in, in the days. Yeah, just the, the smart, like, oh, you use the Royal Rumble to set up as many different things I miss as those possible. Days. I miss those days when that used to be a thing. It's so easy. They don't do that anymore. They don't. If you watch the 90s, 80s portion, a lot of features start off like he eliminated this guy and he got him mad. I mean, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, famously, in the 2000s, that's how the feud started. Yeah. Shawn Michaels eliminated Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle got mad and he beat the crap out of him in the WrestleMania match was set. We were trying to think of Kurt Angle was in the 05 Rumble the other day. You absolutely, absolutely was. Look at this smart boy. Look at this smart boy with his big brain and his knowledge and his stuff. I've been hanging around with the right people. House of the Black Mask. Knowledge. Hell yeah. Uh, and then, unfortunately, we got Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I didn't think this match was good. I didn't think this match was good at all, unfortunately. So, okay, here's here's what happened. Here's what happened. This match started off pretty standard. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's kind of a double babyface match. I didn't really know who I was supposed to be cheering for anyway, but it's fine. I don't care that much. The crowd didn't know who to cheer for, though. They They were just kind of like, Kind of chanting for both, maybe. There was a bit where Raquel went for a big boot over the top rope and, like, kind of got stuck. And Liv tried to toss her over the top rope and eliminate her. Yeah. And they do this every year around Royal Rumble time where there is just a a, a vast 
increase in amount of people being thrown over the top rope and announcers being like, oh, well, if she does that in the Royal Rumble. And that's what happened like immediately afterwards because Liv clotheslines are over the top. If and Bill Watts, it would have yeah, disqualified them. It would have been disqualified. <laughs> Completely different rules. Can't even imagine. And Hello? yeah, like Liv, Liv, at one point before she does, Liv Morgan goes over to the corner and just starts like hitting her head into the turnbuckle and because she's crazy. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. It just feels so ham-fisted. It is. It, from like, our sweet darling Liv is not all cuckoo bonanza. It's like, how do we make her look like she's crazy? Let's do the Nikki Cross thing from NXT where she just hit her head on the turnbuckle over and over and over. I'm, and over I'm glad that you actually mentioned that. There's like an influx of crazy women around. We've got Nikki Cross and then you've got Alexa Bliss and now you've got Liv Morgan. But Liv Morgan's more like she's a masochist. So she's more like a Mick Foley, Spike Dudley ilk of like she'll put herself in danger. But there's a lot of you know, influx of dangerous women around. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. But we then had Liv clothesline Raquel over the top rope. And of course, Michael Cole's like, oh, she did that in Royal Rumble. And... Raquel has a big look on her face like, wow, she just eliminated me and grabs Liv, pulls her out of the ring. Liv throws Raquel into the steps and uh, then goes to set up a table. Yeah. She takes about two minutes doing this. It was a long. She has to break the count, like go back into the ring, slide out, break the referee's count because Raquel was going to get. She would have won by count out. Like immediately. But okay, you don't want to do that. That's fine. Most people don't want to win by count out. You want to win properly. She then goes to set up a table, which you can't use. It would have been a DQ, as far as I know. She doesn't care. She's crazy. She doesn't care. Whatever. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. I don't know why I care, but I do. So she goes to set up a table. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, Raquel has been lying on the ground after being thrown into the steps for like two minutes. Just waiting. You know, selling. She gets put on the table. Liv goes up to the top rope to hit her her senton, and Raquel just rolls off the table, rolls into the ring, bats her off the top rope, which I liked. She's and a then, big woman. and then it hit hit the 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 move that I can never remember the name. Tiano of. bomb, that one, the choke bomb, and got the win. What the hell was the point of any of this? First, the- like, okay, I I really before I pose that question, I really got to break this down because like, not only, not only did the the pacing of this match fall off a cliff because of this table thing mm. because it was set up for two minutes and then never paid off. But who benefited from this match? The, the victor Raquel. I disagree. Raquel. Won. I mean, of the two of them, she won a match, so that's I guess better off than she was. But like, Liv Morgan is not. Like they they need to put some 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 heat on Liv Morgan. Not heat as in like heel heat, but like they gotta heat her up, you know? They she, don't they don't have to. She's that character that she's a babyface that can lose, but she's crazy. No, but if you're going to enter the Royal Rumble at number one, mm. I would at the very least appreciate if you tried to convince me that that she was going to win or no, had they, a chance of winning. Mysterio booking. She's an underdog. Underdogs get squashed. That's the Mysterio booking. She's getting a Mysterio booking. And also, Raquel is booked pretty strong amongst amongst the crappy booking of women on, on the SmackDown roster. Raquel has benefit from it. When the tag team tournament happened, she was one of the tag team champions with Aaliyah. I mean, she's been booked quite 
decently on the roster. So for me, I feel like they've done a great job of building her. Although I do feel like demeanor-wise, she's better as a heel. But yeah, she's been doing well. Yeah, I think Rico's been doing well. And you're right. Liv Morgan is a character. Like if if you if you're not booking them correctly, fans won't care and then they will lose interest. You're right. But in that instance, I'm happy. Raquel's a bigger woman. She's stronger. Yeah, she had an elbow injury, which wasn't used in the match. But yeah, Raquel wins. She's now going to seem like... She might get a diesel spot at Rumble, where she's just eliminating multiple women. Multiple <laughs> legends, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought this match sucked, honestly. like It was a match. It was, it was a match. I think the table spot just really kind of pissed me off by the end. I was like, why did you ruin your own match this way? She might do that at Rumble. Bring her out the table then. Who knows? There's no disqualification. I honestly could see it. Oh, she's going to jump off the top rope and eliminate, eliminate herself. herself. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. And then I guess the last thing that we have to talk about uh, on uh, on this show is that backstage bit with Sonya Deville. The pursuit. Where Sonya Deville is talking with Adam Pierce, and she's like, no, you're not getting it. I, I'll tell you for a fifth time. I want a rematch. And he's like, yeah, I get it. But you lost. So no. And she's like, oh, you're not getting it, though. I want a rematch. And it's just like, I, I, I can't. I can't handle it. I get it. She's well, a heel. She's a heel. She's Fine. a heel. But she's a heel. I get her. I get her issue. It's like, if Charlotte can come and demand things, I can demand things, too. So you know, I, I get I get your frustrations. But I'm that, there with you. That's what Adam Pierce said. That's what they brought up in this promo where she said exactly that. And he was like, yeah, but that you did exactly what Charlotte did. Charlotte came out and challenged Ronda Rousey. You came out and challenged Charlotte. But the difference is you lost. Not You're two, a loser. No, 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 no. See, the thing is, yeah, we wrestling fans remember there's two things that happened. The most vital key component. Ronda Rousey had a match previously, so she was tired. Mm. Charlotte was not tired. Unless she was blown up from doing promos. Haha. <laughs> uh, so that wasn't the same thing. So what needs to happen is Charlotte needs to have a match. Then Sonya challenges her afterwards. Then it's the same thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, sounds like Sonya's fault to me. Yeah. So she's Bad wait. timing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're right. Yeah. We yeah. figured it out. Bad timing, Sonya. But she says, uh, she's like, well, what do you want me to do? Go and earn a title shot? Like, you want me to enter the Royal Rumble and win? And he's like, yes, do that. And she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go and get my my rematch. Thank you. Bye. Leaves. Shortly thereafter, there was like a commercial in between things. And they cut to the back. And Charlotte and Sonya are just having a brawl. And I don't think it's a very great brawl, but it's fine. They're, they're having to pull apart. The security's doing their best. And their best is not very good. And they keep doing this thing. They did it like at least twice in this segment in particular. Where Charlotte gets the better of Sonya. Like... She has won the fight. Definitively, KO, game. Over. Game over. You have won, fatality. Throws her over a box. You hear the, the ding, 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 ding. Things Clatter. falling over. Yeah. The clatter. And she's like, all right, I'm done. I didn't start this fight. I'm done. I, uh, I'm done. I'm done. And she's just like, I'm done. I'm done. Nothing's going to happen to me. Oh, God. Who could have seen this coming? Not me, because I had my back turned. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. But they had to pull apart. I'm sure this will lead to another title match. On SmackDown. On SmackDown in a week or two. That's that's fine. I, I would love if they could get a fight choreographer <laughs> to teach some people how to do backstage I, brawls. But 
again, it's like it's a nitpick. I this was a difficult SmackDown for me because I the main tell. event and the intro mm -hmm. were both really very good. good, really really good. Which again doesn't help with this review because we were talking about the main event first and then the other good bit on the show. And then we just got a slog to get through. And a lot of that slog was the pre presentation of the women's division on it this It sounds show. like you're eating a lot of crap sandwich. Yeah. Nice bread, everything in between, oh, not nice. God. But I, I, what I took away from that uh, <laughs> entire exchange is, I guess they're all in on Charlotte Flair being a nice person at the moment. Because what's a great way to keep that sort of momentum of her being a nice person? Pulling against a deplorable, despicable former authority figure called Sonya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the the spiritual embodiment of Stephanie McMahon in power. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> that's what we need. That's what we need. I don't think you're wrong, but yeah. And that was SmackDown. Because then we had the main event of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which was excellent. Super and I really, event. really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the two most important things on this show. So don't come at me. What did you think of the overall episode of SmackDown, Sat? What would you give this show? I'll give it a, a three or two and two and a half. I'd give it a three in the, in my edited review. Yeah. I mean, it, we're getting we're getting closer to the rumble. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a slog at the moment because I think they're still trying to figure out pieces of what they want to do for the next few months. So we're 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 probably figuring out all together in real time of what the the main show WrestleMania shaping up Elimination Chamber. But I'm just happy that the 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 main points were, were across happened. Gunter for now. It's not going to be challenged for the Intercontinental title. He's going to a Rumble. Uh, we don't know what's happening next for Braun Strowman now that, now that he lost. He'll be in the Rumble, I'm sure. Yeah. Sami Zayn is having conflicting thoughts. That makes... That's a, that's a dangerous Sami when he's overthinking things. So he's bound to do something reckless. So we're going to see next week what happens there as well. And yeah, like you said, the women's division is sorting out. I think that was like the weak point in, in terms of the show, in terms of the promos and, and, and in terms of the matches. That needs to be improved on, and I hope this year they, they fix things for SmackDown. Really hope. I kind of would have hoped it maybe would have been by now, considering we are now kind of at like the five, six month mark of all this, you know, like when all mm -hmm. the changes were starting to happen. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, check in with me in like six months and I'll tell you how I'm feeling about it. I would like the SmackDown Women's Division to be a lot further along than it is right now. But regardless, mm -hmm. I would give this show a three out of five. I think you can go out of your way to see this Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match because you know it's going to be great. You know that Walter's matches are going to be very fun. Those matches were the two matches that you need to see on the show. Yes. Go out of your way to see them. Otherwise... That pretty much wraps it up for us. Oh, and the Bray promo, if, you like, if you're into Bray promos. If you like Bray promos, there's a Bray promo on this show. Otherwise, two quick plugs. Because first, we have new merch. We have lots of merch. It's coming out. More wrestling merch. So make sure you go over to WrestleShop.com and check out all of the new merch. There's going to be merch ads floating about throughout the uh, WrestleTalk news videos every once in a while. So make sure that you check those out. There's lots of lovely designs of all of the, the fine folk here. Uh, we need to get you some more shirts, sir. You were, you were, you were trying to get a few out of the out of the box. Well, we'll get you some more merch. Oh, oh do, do we? I thought you meant like, uh, you know, personal WrestleTalk. No, we, we, don't do that, we don't do that anymore. We don't oh, have... we, 
There, there's Russell Talk merch, but we gotta get around to it. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got some, I got some, some merch. Yeah, mine was Jobber to the Stars. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Get yourself a Jobber to the Stars shirt. Uh, otherwise, if you haven't already, make sure to go over to Parts Fun Known and check out the latest edition of Survival Series, where all the people in the office try to name every single Royal Rumble winner. You're a wicked it, man. By I, the way. No, I'm You're not. You're a wicked man. No, I'm not. You're a wicked man. Greatest Royal Rumble does not count. You it count does, it that does, it does. to them. It does. It it's does. in the no, By it, the Numbers listen, video. Listen, listen, listen. They said it on this show. They said Braun Strowman was a Royal Rumble another winner. Thing, another thing. Okay, I'm going to be a smarty pants, all right? This is me to be a smarty pants because, you know, all right. So if you start telling people, name every WrestleMania, is WrestleMania Backlash one of them too? Is it though? That's a question. I hadn't thought of that. See, that's the stuff that you have to think. It's really important because WrestleMania is in the title. So is that a WrestleMania? I'm confused. I'll Are you confused? Ah! WWE considers Braun Strowman a Royal Rumble winner, and that's good enough for me. Make sure you check out Survival Series on Parts Fun Known. Until then, we will be back on Tuesday with our review of Monday Night Raw. That will be all. Uh, nope, that'll be Luke Owen and Pete Quinnell. Make sure that you check into that. I have been Tempest. That has been Sat E. We are House of the Black Mask. We will see you next time. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.